Well, technically, Tuesday night's loss to the Los Angeles Lakers is a home game for the Sacramento Kings, but it really was anything but, especially in that second half. Might as well have been called Staples Center North as Lakers fans piled into the Golden 1 Center and took over. Let's go Lakers chance ringing through the G1C, and it was the emptiest I've ever seen the G1C for a Kings and Lakers battle. And maybe Kings fans chose to stay home because they expected what we got tonight, which is the Kings losing to the Lakers who were without LeBron James. Where is the pride for this team? Why is it so predictable that this team falls apart the way they do? How is it possible that they can have so much success and then completely go away from it? We'll talk about it all. Plus, you're going to hear a very apologetic interim head coach, Alvin Gentry, And what does that say about this Kings core? Well, we're going to discuss it. Welcome to the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the right place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Thank you, Truebill, for sponsoring the Locked On at Kings podcast today. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports media member for the last seven years. This is my eighth season covering Kings basketball, formerly with Sports 1140 KHDK Radio and SAC, now with ABC 10 Television. And like uh, I talked about on a uh, an episode of Locked On Kings a couple days ago after the loss to the Memphis Grizzlies on Sunday, this team is pathetically predictable. And once again, they were predictable uh, in their loss to the Lakers. They beat the Lakers in a triple overtime classic uh, over the, uh, the the Thanksgiving break. After Thanksgiving, things were looking up. Alvin Gentry was 2-1 and one as the Kings interim coach. Two uh, great wins over the Blazers uh, and the Lakers who were basically at full strength in that game. And then we found out about I don't know, three hours to game time or something like that, that uh, LeBron James was not going to be playing. He was a late scratch because he has entered the NBA's health and safety c- protocol. Speculation is that he has tested positive for COVID-19. If nothing else, he has been around someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. So he's entered health and safety protocols uh, and he was not going to be available for the Lakers here in Sacramento. So there's a the disappointment of not being able to see King James, which anytime you have the opportunity to see LeBron play, even if you're not a fan of LeBron, uh, it, it is truly a treat. Uh, So there are some disappointed fans in the Golden 1 Center for that reason alone. But also, so many of us who have followed this Kings team for as long as we have, I mean, we joked, but it's not really a joke. The, The Lakers' chances of winning this game went up with LeBron going down. And that's not because LeBron is holding the team back or they're better without LeBron. That's because the Sacramento Kings classically fail to take advantage 
uh, of when teams are missing their star. Of course, the Lakers have a handful of stars, so they're able to overcome the loss of LeBron better than other teams are, but it doesn't matter. We just saw the Memphis Grizzlies absolutely kick the Kings' ass with their star, John Morant, uh, being out. We saw the Philadelphia 76ers kick the Kings' ass in Sacramento with basically their entire starting lineup out. So this is nothing surprising for the Sacramento Kings. But it, what's not surprising still, but what is just disappointing and honestly flat-out disgusting to watch is the lack of pride that this Kings team has. And that's really going to be the focus of this Lockdown Kings podcast today. I don't know where the hell the pride is with this Kings team. The fact that uh, you come home in your own building, you're up 14 points early on in the third quarter, and you get just your ass handed to you in the second half. Like absolutely embarrassing uh, how this team uh, fared in that second half, how they completely went away from what was working. We're going to talk about that. And then the icing on the cake, which is the most fitting part of the night, which is the the crowd at the Golden One Center largely wearing Laker yellow and purple, completely taking over the Golden One Center with loud Let's Go Lakers chants. The loudest this building got was that those Let's Go Lakers chants at the end of the game, even when the Kings were dominating in the first half and building a 14-point lead. It didn't get nearly as loud as when the Lakers fans took over the Golden One Center. And look, I have not seen the Golden One Center as empty as it was tonight for Kings and Lakers. It was somewhat of a late arriving crowd. I posted a picture right after tip off of just how many empty seats were in, in the lower bowl. And tonight's attendance was announced at 12,459, which is a, a, a thousand uh, less or over a thousand less than what this average is, or this team is averaging. And I don't care that it was a Tuesday night. I don't care uh, that it's the end of a month. Those are excuses I saw on, on, um, on social media tonight by Kings fans. I don't care. I don't even care about ticket prices, even though I understand that the cheap, cheapest ticket for this game, Upper Bowl, was 80 bucks, and fans don't want to pay that right now, especially for this product. Kings and Lakers has always drawn a crowd, regardless of what time and what day it was being played, whether it's the beginning of the month, end of the month, start of the season, middle of the season, end of the season. Kings have a good record. Kings have a bad record. Doesn't matter. Kings and Lakers has always been a spectacle in Sacramento, and it absolutely wasn't. I mean, the, the, the majority of the crowd tonight were Lakers fans and there were way too many empty seats, which I don't blame Kings fans for. I'm not going to sit here and turn my nose up at Kings fans and say, shame on you for not showing up and, and representing your team. Why would you pay that kind of money to support that product when we all knew that the likelihood of what ended up happening was really high, even with the Kings uh, off to as good of a start uh, as they were in that first half. Like it, it's, it's just, it's, it's stunning. It's stu to the point where like, I could be angry about it. I could be frustrated about it. And you've heard on the recent locked on Kings, uh, locked on Kings podcast, how frustrated I've been covering this team and watching this team. But like, is it even worth it at this point? Is it even worth it to get upset? Now, of course, Kings fans are, are melting down right now. Some are on, on social media saying, Hey, blow everything up, fire this guy, cut that guy, trade that guy. Like I get it. That, that's always going to happen after losses, but especially <laughs> losses to the Los Angeles Lakers and the way the Kings lost those sting a little bit. And there are a lot of fans questioning uh, the pride of this group. There are a lot of fans questioning the, the talent of this group overall. Uh, all I can say is what I've said before, um, really since Luke Walton was fired, since before Luke Walton was fired, and that's that this core is not good enough. This group is not good enough. Individually, very talented. I think this is the most talented roster of individual talent and players that this Kings team has had over this playoff drought, and that includes... Uh, the the Rudy Gay, DeMarcus Cousins, and Isaiah Thomas year uh, here in Sacramento. That includes that, and I, I still think this group uh, is better. Maybe only marginally, but I think this group is more talented. Like they, they, there's there's no reason why on paper this group should not work together, but they don't. They just flat out don't. And look, here's the thing: you're going to hear Alvin Gentry 
at the end of the podcast today. You're going to hear how apologetic he was to open up the press conference. And all that stuck out to me was this. Dave Yeager was fired because this core was not good enough under him, and he did not get along with this core. He would scream and yell at Buddy Heald and bench Buddy Heald for taking BS garbage three-pointers like what we saw again uh, in, in the fourth quarter tonight. Just random, useless pull-up early in the shot clock threes with the team down uh, and no momentum going for them. He would pull Buddy Heald for that, and Dave Yeager got in trouble for that. So Yeager takes the fall. Then Luke Walton recently took the fall. And whether or not you think it was deserved or not, that doesn't matter. That's another head coach that lost, that couldn't succeed with this core. And he was their coach. He was their guy. He, he had their support and they still wouldn't play for him. Now you have Alvin Gentry taking the podium, an interim head coach taking the podium. What is he, five games into being in charge of this team? And he's opening up his press conference, sincerely apologizing to the fans for the performance of this core. Sure, he's attached to it, it's his tactics. It's his team as of right now. But it's this core that is failing to perform and making the same mistakes that they've made for the last two years, sure. But really, this organization has made over the last 15 years. What is the common denominator? Three coaches, two gone, one apologizing, more than likely is not going to become the actual head coach, just the interim right now, with this core that is an absolute failure. The second half of this game, Kings were up nine points at halftime. Nine points. They were outscored 67 to 33. 67 to 33 in the second half. And the Kings built their largest lead early on in the third quarter. Came out of the second half, actually got off to a really strong start. What absolutely blows my mind is how this team can have success and then completely go away from it. And it's one thing if teams are adjusting. Like that's that's one thing, and I know the Lakers made some adjustments. They were they were handling Rashawn Holmes differently. Rashawn Holmes was having a ton of success in the pick and roll. He and, and Tyrese Halliburton a ton of success in the pick and roll uh, in the first half. And also the Lakers were turning over the basketball like crazy. Russell Westbrook in particular. Kings were jumping passing lanes. They were getting out in transition. They forced nine turnovers uh, in, in the first like 13, 14 minutes of this game, and only five turnovers for the remainder of the game. They went away from what they were doing successfully. And it makes no sense. It just makes no sense how Rashawn Holmes was easily your best player in his first game back from injury, by the way. He got uh, poked in the eye and he missed the last two games. He comes back, is easily your best uh, player, nearly went perfect, 12 of 13 on the night. I think the, the shot he missed was his last shot that he took. Finishes with 27 points. Rashawn Holmes was like a perfect nine of nine late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter, and the Kings weren't getting him the ball. Why? Will somebody explain to me somewhere why that happens? Because it's so obvious to everybody watching. It can't not be obvious to the coaches and the players on the floor, and yet they don't do it. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. It really does not make sense that you have this going for you. The pick and roll is working. The Lakers had no answer. And I get, like I said, the second half, they start making adjustments. They're they're sticking with Rashawn as he's rolling. He's still getting open. You're not even giving him a chance to score. You're not even getting him the ball. Instead, what are you doing? You're resulting back to isolation ball and three-pointers. Garbage three-pointers, which once again, the Kings went 6 of 29 from three-point range, 20%. They went 0 of 11, I think, from three-point range in the second half. What the hell? How is it possible that this Kings team can time and time and time again intentionally 
pull themselves out of what was working and fall back into this garbage basketball that they play on both ends of the floor. And I think Alvin Gentry said it best after the game. He said, look, our bad defense was a result of our poor shot selection, our poor offensive execution. The Kings weren't scoring anymore, so they weren't giving a damn on the defensive end. And that's where you saw this Lakers run. They went like a 40 to 12 run or something like that. Hold on. Let me tell you. Let me, let me get the actual number for you because it was ridiculous. A 40 to 8 run. I give the Kings way too much credit. 40 to 8 run the Lakers went on. The Kings in the third quarter were up 66 to 52 with nine minutes and 15 seconds left. Less than 12 minutes later, with 10 minutes, 51 seconds to go in the fourth quarter, they're down 92 to 74. And they're not getting the ball to Rashawn Holmes anymore. They're chucking up threes, isolation ball, no movement, defensively, not jumping the passing lanes anymore. And I'm not going to play the audio for you, but I asked De'Aaron Fox about that. I asked Fox after the game, I said, hey, you guys were jumping the passing lanes, getting out in transition. This was working in the first half, and then it wasn't happening in the second half. Like, what did you see? Were the were those lanes not there? Were the, the Lakers making adjustments? Were you just not uh, fighting to, to, to jump those passing lanes and get that? And you know what his answer was? It was like, I, I don't know. I can't tell you. You're the head of the freaking snake, which is Luke Walton's term, and I'm trying to get rid of that terminology because I know people hate it. You're the best player on this Kings team. You're the max contract on this Kings team. How do you not freaking know? You're on the floor. You were one of the guys that was jumping the passing lanes and creating all those steals. But the second half happens, and you don't know why the passing lanes weren't there anymore. Like, I know De'Aaron's smarter than that. And maybe maybe it's like a shot at me. Maybe he just didn't want to answer my question. I don't know if he's listened to my criticism of him. I don't really care about that. Like, if he doesn't want to answer my questions, that's fine. But to say, I don't know, I, I don't have an answer for you there. What the hell? That's ridiculous. That's pathetic. Almost as pathetic as De'Aaron, Tyrese Halliburton, and Buddy Heald combining for 10 points in the second half. 10 points combined from your core three guards. How bad that is? Seven points for De'Aaron Fox. One point for Tyrese Halliburton. Two points for Buddy Heald. 10 combined points. Meanwhile, Rashawn Holmes, your big, had 15 points in the second half. Rashawn nearly had half of the 33 points that the Kings scored in the second half. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. I wonder where the pride is with this Kings team. Where the hell is the pride? Because I'm not seeing it. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast brought to you by Indeed. There's always going to be a debate between LeBron and Michael Jordan when it comes to helping you hire all-star talent faster. The GOAT is Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right away. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Pick what still skills are important for you and over those uh, those 135 assessments to get a clear view of your top talent's abilities faster. With Indeed assessments, you can reduce hiring time by 12% according to Indeed data worldwide. Get started right now with a $75 
sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Locked on Kings also brought to you by Built Bar. And maybe you took my advice and replaced some of those Thanksgiving desserts with Built Bars. If not, don't worry. You can still cash in uh, on on Built Bars because they're available all year long, not just around the holidays. You don't have to wait until once or twice a year to enjoy Built Bars. Enjoy them all year long. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate, a bunch of delicious flavors. Most are around 130 calories, only four grams of sugar with plenty of of protein. Great option for when you're hungry. If you need a snack, if you need something just to to fill you in or refuel you, maybe after a workout while you're in the middle of a golf round, which is where I really use them or uh, just in between like a lunch break and and the start or end of my work day, uh, Built Bars definitely hit the spot. Uh, They might not have any Black Friday deals or Cyber Monday deals available anymore, but they still have the great deal for Locked On listeners, which is using promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. Go to Built.com, order a mixed box, try the different flavors, then you can pick your favorite flavors flavors for future boxes. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. This Kings team doesn't have any pride. There's just no pride. How they can fold so easily on their home floor. How they can allow... Laker Nation to come in and, and and completely take over the building. And it's not just that. Like the Kings have been dreadful at home all season. They've had some losses that could have been and arguably should have been wins, good performance losses like the Utah loss, maybe both Utah losses, the the loss to the Golden State Warriors. They collapsed in the fourth quarter, but they they played that game hard. These were early on in the season. They tried to make a comeback against the Phoenix Suns, but I wasn't fooled that third quarter in the against Phoenix where they were blown out really in that third quarter like that that was a bad loss but at home this Kings team has been dreadful and it's no surprise to me at all that the attendance numbers reflect that like like I said as empty as I've seen the Golden One Center for a Kings and Lakers game and I I know prices have a lot to do with that I mean the cheapest ticket $80 upper bowl the cheapest lower bowl ticket I saw was 87 but that was right before game time uh, and it was because of of resale like most lower bowl tickets were around $150, $200. I don't blame anybody for not wanting to not wanting to pay that. This Kings team is in absolute shambles. Absolute shambles. I don't know what more anybody needs to see to see to to understand and know that this team just needs to be blown up. And and blown up is is a, a term that can be misconstrued. I'm not saying tank and trade everybody away and have a fire sale. Like you don't need to get rid of Fox and Halliburton. In fact, you're, you're you more than likely are holding on to those guys because you need to try and make it work with them or figure it out with a little bit of a different supporting cast. But Buddy Heald, goodbye. Marvin Bagley didn't play in this game. He was out with a non-COVID-related illness. Wouldn't have made a difference if he was in the game. Marvin, goodbye. Rashawn, you better keep because right now he looks like your best player. Harrison Barnes, maybe goodbye. Like, I like Harrison. I would love for the Kings to hold on to Harrison, but he might be able to get you a good return. So Harrison, goodbye. Davion, he had good moments. He's, he was scoring well in the first half, disappeared really in the second half, also tweaked his ankle by stepping on the official. But thankfully, he was able to come back and, and finish out the game, so he looked fine. But maybe Davion, maybe you're trading your rookie. Goodbye. Like, this Kings team needs changes drastically. And like I've said before, I don't think Monty McNair, uh, Monty McNair and the Kings can afford to wait until the trade deadline to make some moves. They're going to be out of it uh, if that's the case. 
I mean, you look at this team, eight and 14. Now I'm going to pull up the NBA standings just to get an idea uh, of what's going on. Uh, the Lakers now one game above 500, but the Kings, I mean, they're still in the mix. I mean, they're three games back of both the 10th and ninth spots, which were held by the Nuggets and Trailblazers who are both at 500. But below them, I mean, the San Antonio Spurs, who the Kings have lost to, not much worse. The Oklahoma City Thunder, who the Kings have lost to, not much worse. The Kings have beaten the Pelicans twice, have yet to play the Rockets, but the Rockets are on a three-game win streak and are still in the cellar at 4-16. and 16. Like, you're just staring NBA purgatory still right in the face, where this team is not going to be good enough to make the playoffs again, and they're not going to be bad enough to get a top pick. I'm very much against tanking for this team right now. I think this team is way too talented. Uh, to, to, to outright tank, like I, I disagree with that unless the Kings completely, I'm talking about rattle off like a 10, 15 game losing streak before the deadline. That's the only way where I'd be open to tanking. Like this team needs to figure out a way to go for it because that's the bar and the precedent they've set for themselves. They still have to fight scratch and claw for the plan. Even if they don't make it out of the plan, which would still be a failure for this team, but that that's their route. That's what they have to go for. I don't know if Monty McNair's job is on the line, but this team that he's constructed is is a complete failure. And to be fair, much of what this team is is what he inherited from Vladi Divac and hasn't made major moves. He's tried to make moves. He's tried to trade in Marvin. That didn't work. He had a buddy heel trade basically done with the Lakers. That fell apart. And believe me, this Kings team would be so much better if that trade went down. You imagine Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma on this Kings team, how much they would help this Kings team right now. In addition to that, if Buddy Heald goes to the Lakers, they don't need Malik Monk. I would have loved for the Kings to have signed Malik Monk, and Monk had a good uh, game for the Lakers here tonight, finished with uh, 22 points off the bench, 8 of 16 shooting, 6 of 10 from three-point range. Like This team could have looked a lot different had that trade gone through. But here we are. No pride. Pathetic effort again. Kings fans deserve better and absolutely right. You're going to hear uh, coming up next here, Alvin Gentry apologizing and, and, and talking about this Kings team's effort. I talk about uh, the the atmosphere in the, in the Golden One Center, the Lakers fans taking over, and Gentry had a good response to that. I'll play that for you here in just a second. Right now, though, I want to let you know that you can make money on your knowledge of the Sacramento Kings. If you expect the Kings to fall apart like we do, maybe you wait till the, uh, the, the betting lines are in favor of the Kings' opponent and then you put money down. You would have made money if you did that tonight, betting on the Lakers. Bet online as you covered for all the season's props, odds, and lines better than ever before. Football season continues the march to the playoffs. NBA season really getting underway now as we reach December. Bet online is the place to play that remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. I don't think it was that bet online, but did you see there was a gambler who put $245,000 on the Kings plus five tonight against the Lakers? And that was before LeBron James was out. Then the spread went. Kings minus one at home after LeBron went out. But he, but this better had the Kings plus five. And with the 14-point lead, I'm thinking that better was feeling pretty damn good. And then the Kings completely collapsed and lost this game 117 to 92. I would hate to be that guy, but hey, if you're you're betting that much money, you maybe you have that money to lose. But you don't have to gamble that much much money at Bet Online to have fun. I encourage you from basketball to football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Use promo code Locked On when you sign up for a 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Interim Sacramento Kings head coach Alvin Gentry had a very clear message to Sacramento Kings fans to both open and close his press conference. I guess the very first thing I should do as a as a coach is apologize to the fans here. 
they don't deserve what they got tonight. Uh, you know, the first half we were we we were fine. We played great basketball and we moved the basketball. And I thought the pace of the game was great. The second half was a disaster and it was an embarrassment. And and uh, uh, as the coach of this team, I want to apologize to every every King fan out there because you do not deserve this. You know, you deserve much much better. And uh, and we'll find guys that will give you better. You know. Um, can't do that. You, you can't do what we did the second half. And, you know, the one thing we talked about before we came out was, uh, you know, we have to start establishing ourselves uh, uh, from a home standpoint. You know, on the road, we've been fine. I think we're five and five on the road. But we hadn't won home games. Uh, and it all starts with home games, really. Excuse me. It all starts with home games. You know, you got to establish yourself at home. Uh, and then if you can do what we did on the road, that's what gives you a good year in this league. But to battle and, and have more uh, uh, road wins than home wins, uh, your fans don't deserve that. Oh, and there in the third quarter, um, when things are slipping away and then you see your team continuously take bad shots, just what is what was going through your mind at that point? Well, uh, you know, everyone talk about our, our defense, but, you know, our, our offense is the biggest culprit for our defense, really. Uh, when we take bad shots, it's just like uh, shooting a turnover, really. You know, and uh, we played with poise and we played uh, with ball movement. We played with great pace in the first half and we got good shots. And that's why we shot 50%, you know, in the first half. And then the third quarter, we did not. And uh, it was a, a disaster, you know, we scored, I think, 13 in the third or in 18 in the fourth or something. And and that's mainly it comes when when we're not moving the basketball and not uh, taking good shots. And, and so uh, we can talk about how bad our defense is, but our offense has a lot to do with that. Oh, I don't think you're being smart at all. I mean, I, I, if I was someone sitting in the stands, I would I would think the same thing. You know, we talked about it today. We can't be that Jekyll and Hyde team, you know, that plays great one game, plays great one half. Uh, the, 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 the thing that I think is the most important in a basketball team, uh, at least over the years I've been around is that consistency. Can you count on something night in and night out, uh, that, you know, you're going to get and be that making shots, be that defense, be that whatever it is, uh, you got to have something, uh, that you can count on consistently, consistently. And I didn't see. Uh, that tonight, you know, I thought we had a great first half, did so many good things. Uh, I thought we were active defensively. We caused turnovers. Uh, and then in the third quarter, that went away. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm searching, trust me. I will, I will do everything that I possibly can to find out why that is the case and why we're doing that, and we will get it corrected. Alvin, how would you assess the, the pride and the – the, the fight of this team. It seems like they revert back to bad habits when, when things aren't going correct and then to have the, the let's go Lakers chance really taken over the arena. How do you assess just the team's ability to overcome that? 
Well, number one, you know, uh, they chant that because they're here in the way we played, you know, uh, the way you shut people's mouth and keep them from cheering in your arena is that you kick their ass. And uh, we don't, we didn't do that. And it was vice versa. So yeah, they were chanting that it should, it should, you should be livid that anyone would come in and, and, and have their audacity to do that in your arena. But when we played the way we played uh, the second half, you know, I, I don't know how you combat it. The way you combat it is that you've got to compete at a high level and you got to get things done and you got to win games on your home court. So those kind of things doesn't happen. I don't see anyone cheering. Let's go warriors when they play in LA, you know, and, uh, or, or anything like that. So, you know, uh, if you're going to have a lot of fans in the stands, then the way you shut them up is that you got to play and you got to win games on your home court. Alvin, do you feel like this team's issues are um, more mental in terms of like like mindsets um, or, or physical in terms of just not being able to, to do certain things? Uh, I think you can compete at the highest level that you can compete at. And I think uh, coaches will accept that. That's what I think. You know, I think if you, if you go out and you compete at the highest level and you can look in the mirror and uh, know that you played as hard and did everything you, 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 you could as a teammate to help the team, then that's all any coach would ever want. That's all the great coaches ever want. And once again, I do want to apologize to the fans because they do not deserve this. I've been in this league a long time and I know the quality of fans that we have here in, in uh, Sacramento and uh, uh, it, we, will, we will find a way to make it better and we will find a way to make the people here understand that we're playing for them. Okay, I appreciate it, thanks. I feel bad for Alvin having to take the stand and having to apologize and, and, and speak up for a core. Uh, that has completely failed and is now failing their third coach. I mean, there's there's really no other way to put it. And Gentry did say, like, he's going to do his best to find players that are going to play hard. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know if that uh, those players are on this roster that can be successful here in Sacramento. Uh, but one thing I know for sure is even with the, the words of Gentry and even with him trying to take ownership and apologizing to Kings fans, which I know they appreciate, this fan base is tapped. I mean, this is going to be more than likely 16 straight seasons, which is an NBA record, 16 straight seasons of this team missing the playoffs. Fan base is tapped, man. And I don't blame you one bit. I do appreciate the, you, though, for continuing to support the Locked on Kings podcast, continuing to listen. Like I mentioned yesterday, uh, we had the best week we've ever had on Locked on Kings last week. I'm hoping that momentum carries into this week. Although, unfortunately, they continue to be negative episodes, dark clouds, grumpy Matt. I really don't want to be that, but I know uh, you choose to listen to Locked on Kings to vent your frustrations. You reach out to me, and you can always do that at Matt George Sack on Twitter. Email me, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. Leave your thoughts down in the comment section down below on YouTube. I appreciate that feedback. I appreciate that conversation. I will always be here for you for that, and we'll get through this together, man. Even from media member to, to fan. We're in this together and we want this team to succeed. We rely on this team succeeding in, 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 in a lot of ways. And it's been a long time since that's happened. I will never, ever, ever, ever turn my nose up at you for choosing not to go to games, especially with ticket prices being as high as they are and the product being as garbage as it continues to be. But I hope that you will continue to stick it out listening here to the Locked on Kings podcast, even if you're not watching games anymore and you just want to hear what's the latest going on. 
Stick with Locked On Kings. And if you could leave a review of the Locked On Kings podcast, I really would appreciate that. Uh, best place to do that, Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars. There's a little box where you can uh, type or, or write something that you uh, like about the podcast, any constructive criticism that you have, why you would encourage others to listen. Please do that. really helps us out a ton. Uh, and uh, I'm also going to be doing another giveaway in the near future. It might be King's tickets. It might be something from the team store. Haven't figured that out yet, but I will have a giveaway uh, for you to reward you for your loyalty here uh, in, in the near future. So keep an eye and an ear out for that. Hope you'll join me for tomorrow's Lockdown Kings podcast is yes, the Kings play again. They're in LA to take on the Clippers this time. Who knows what the hell is going to happen? Who knows what version of this team is going to show up? But we'll talk about it regardless of what happens. So join me for that. Until then, my name is Matt George. You've been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.